A long time ago, in a podcast far, far away, this was episode 91. Turmoil has engulfed the Breaking the Barrier podcast. The restriction of running routes to outlying suburbs is in dispute. Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of comic books and vinyl pop figures, the National Postal Service has slowed all shipping to the small suburb of Werribee. While the covidians of the internet endlessly debate this alarming chain of events, the creator and owner of this podcast has invited four geeks, the guardians of continuity and minutia in the galaxy, to settle another conflict. What are the worst things about Star Wars? That's right, we're taking a departure from our normal fitness programming to dive deep into pop culture again. It's less Elliot Kipchoge and more Obi-Wan Kenobe on today's episode. <laughs> I hate you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't be flying hand solo tonight. Oh, First stop of it. All, it's my pleasure to introduce the aforementioned creator and owner of this podcast, <sighs> whose attempts at running a marathon have us wondering what is less likely him finishing another one or us seeing another good Star Wars movie. Why, hello there, Andrew Lorenzo. My man. <laughs> we also welcome back a man whose manner of speaking and incomprehensible logic will make you think that George Lucas is both writing his lines and directing his performance. He's a Matthew Mills. He's a on mute too, it seems like. Man of very few words. <laughs> Uh, next, someone that showed us in the last episode podcast draft that not knowing or caring anything about the subject matter and trying to make it all up on the fly is not just a feat reserved for episode nine, writers and directors, I sense Andrew Price. Howdy. And finally, our last competitor had a really solid showing in our last Star Wars pod. He was trying hard and getting some great results. Unfortunately, no one listened to it, so nobody cares. He's the equivalent of the entire cast of the movie Solo. I've got a bad feeling about Daryl Smith. Oh, damn. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm here, ready to go. I do love Star Wars, so I'm really um, not looking forward to hearing all the bad stuff about it because you're going to break my heart. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's not overcomplicate this. The main rule in this Star Wars draft, the worst thing about Star Wars, is you cannot simply pick an entire movie. If you want to pick a scene, an act or a plot point, that's fine. But it can't be dependent upon a character that's been picked by another person. This is the Jar Jar rule. He's going off the board early. And once he does, you have to find other problems with the movies he is in. You can still criticize the Battle of Naboo in episode one. And there's a lot of other problems with that. But you can't pick on it only for Jar Jar's role in it. So those are the two main rules. Does anyone want to suggest any taxation or trade sanctions before we begin? Whatever the hell that meant in the first movie, nobody knows what it's about. Listen, uh, should we, we should make sure that Mills can be heard. We can't hear him. This might be an improvement. Wow. <laughs> I'm nervous. I think, I think Matt has to go down to where it says mute in the bottom left and hit the little arrow. And then if you go up to where it says... Um, either speakers or microphone there's a test speaker and microphone option oh if you do that it should activate it i've been using zoom for school and things so yeah i'm a skype man because that I'm, should uh, rectify I the problem one two three hey gotcha. there we go wow 
cool. Already kicking from day one. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like a little Anakin in a Star Wars pod. Um, just figuring it all out on the go. Well done. So I will give everybody listening to this a bit of a, just a forewarning. This is a no holds barred, uncensored episode. So if you've got kids, probably, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How's that for no holds barred? Cool. Well, so, okay. So that, that sets the tone. We're all kind of, well, I know I'm, I've got a little bit of alcohol in my drink. Uh, I know Andy's got some alcohol um not enough i'll be getting some more zoom don't you want a boy i i think daryl's i don't know what daryl's drinking but it looks like an alcohol glass it better not just yeah, be coke a, no it's a bit of bourbon in it as well so a boy man after my own with heart. a little bit of coke nice well, what are you, what are you chucking down your gullet math i can go drink now there you go <laughs> i've got beer and then irish cream nice, nice. Double fisting. I love it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wait. Sorry. Double park to all the Aussies out there. So, you know, <laughs> pull out all the stops yeah. too soon. I'm not double fisting. That means, that means something completely different. Yeah, yeah. Totally different thing. thing. All right. Let's get started. Lorenzo, right. I've given you the pick of the board. You get to go first. Everyone else can just clear out for 15 minutes, I feel, because you've been anxious for this for about four months now. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Um, I'll start with my first pick. It is George Lucas's casual racism. Um, So, for example, let's look at the Phantom Menace and look at the Viceroy, which are probably the most racist characters in the 90s. You know, you can't tell me that that's not a stab at Asians. I mean, it's awful. Like, every time they speak, it's like, oh, they're coming. It's really, really bad. Watto's like this old Italian guy, Jar Jar. I I mean, obviously, he's the Jamaican. And... I mean, how much did they talk about slavery in The Phantom Menace? I feel like that that's not okay. So casual racism from George Lucas in the Star Wars movies, a lot of segregation. I think that that's a big problem. And I don't think that that The Phantom Menace would be able to get made today with those characters. I'm just saying. You don't think there was intent behind it to sort of mimic the real world? I mean, no, just because th- you don't speak about it doesn't make racism go away. No, well, I, I think, um, you know, I think he made the characters so stereotypically that, like, especially the Viceroy. It's, it, it, it was la- like, looking back at it when I watched it, I didn't really think about it, but I, I rewatched them a couple months ago and I was like, wow, some of this stuff does not age well. It's just not okay. <laughs> it's just not He, okay. he could have gone yeah. farther. I mean, he could have had Jar Jar, you know, ripping on a blunt and listening to Bob Marley. That might have been... <laughs> I'm so surprised he didn't. <laughs> Don't That's give him ideas. He'll do another special edition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. Uh, like, I remember the um, when, when they did the... When, when it first came out, the, the there was controversy around the around Jar Jar and stuff around that, like the whole Caribbean like, mm. thing was a, bit, was a bit on the nose. But then coming back and rewatch, like when you pick it up, it's... Especially the the, the the trade federation, like the Nemordian, the Nemordians are just like there is a real like yellow, yellow peril kind of yeah, like, to it. It's not great. Not good. it's probably. I mean, like the thing is, I mean, he probably took influence from a whole bunch of older, like you know, uh, like cultural references and bits and pieces. He probably wasn't trying to literally wasn't trying to lampoon the. I don't know, know, man. Like, yeah, no, I get. But, I mean, George Lucas has always taken that, but I just I can just picture him in like. Uh, uh, Skywalker Ranch just be like hey guys do you think do you think if I make this guy sound like this it's gonna be too racist and somebody who like was up his was just like no that's fine 
that's fine, George. You just, you just do you, man. <laughs> it's just like awful. Yeah. So uh, Andrew has taken George's casual racism off the board, or perhaps not so casual as the case might be. That's right. Fair enough. All right. I don't think anyone can argue with that. Second pick in the draft. Over to you, Mills. Um, feel like I'm going to commit another horrible mistake by not picking something really obviously terrible. Like, actually, no, I'm not even going to say it. Um, but I am going to go for the plot, the the plot continuity in the final trilogy. Oh. Um, that's probably something so, that I too. Yeah. The idea around the that the, the there was all they got right with the Force Awakens. It, it completely recaptured the characters and the plot of the original, the the things that made it that they made the original trilogy sparkle. It was amazing. It was amazing. Then, but there, you know, it was just a retread, right? It was a complete rerun of the of the original. Then they turn around in the Last Jedi, and it was a brave and bold, slightly controversial attempt to try and move the whole thing in a new direction. Mm. The, um, you know. You know, your bloodlines don't matter. You can be anyone, like anyone can be special kind of thing. It was a real Ratatouille kind of vibe um, in that with the characters, Ray doesn't have to be a Skywalker. And then, you know, all of a sudden, then they pivot in the, in the in, around in the last movie. And all of a sudden, oh, no, yeah, you know, you absolutely do need to be a, you need to be somebody. In fact, you need to be a Palpatine. And, but don't worry, at the end, you can identify, identify to be a, a Skywalker. Um, it's a very Titanic moment. Oh, you know, Rose Dawson, Ray Skywalker. Just like of all of the, of all of the things about those, about the, the fact that they had their time, they had literally an unlimited budget, and they couldn't just have a, just a like a, a, to maintain a constant theme across the across the three movies when it, they were always going to make three. Yeah. Do you think? Um, do you think that I that had a, a lot to do with the director changes from Force Awakens to uh, Rise of uh, Last yeah. Jedi to Rise of Skywalker? I mean, it, it must have, right? I mean, they're all being very polite about the whole about the whole thing, right? But like, JJ wasn't meant to come back and direct the last one. He was. Um, Thank God he did. You know, they they they. It was there was there was so many, op, like things where they literally just were just like a you know it was basically like due to the to the previous version to the previous movie. Yeah. Um, characters got sidelined. Plot, a key plot and themes were just completely reversed after they'd been inverted in the in, in the second film from the in, from the first. It was, yeah, it was mind blowing. It was the it was the thing about it was the thing I found about the whole movie that was I found so offensive. And there were so many things in the last movie that I that I found offensive. Yeah, but, I think the the different directors wouldn't have been a problem if there'd been a strong hand on what is the plan for the final three. If yeah, there'd been a, well, a person going, this is what we're going to get done. You could have had different directors bring different visions to it, but there was no plan. Yeah. They literally introduced Palpatine coming back in a yeah. Fortnite game in between episodes yeah. eight and nine. I mean, what's That's the weird. logic in that? And, and that was that, not planned. That, kind of, that, that, and I don't know if anybody's going to choose this, but it kind of pisses me off that you, like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Well, you have to read the books or you have to play this game to get it. It's like, well, no, if I'm watching a goddamn movie, like yeah. I'm, I've chosen that avenue for this for a reason. Who oh, we'll get that? to that, yeah. You cannot yeah. assume that your, your viewers all have prior knowledge. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, it explain was, to was... me, I mean, maybe um, that's a kind of an ignorant view, but like explain to me what happens in the movies in the movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will get. I've, I've got something that touches on that. A very specific point on one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, that was my, all right. That was my pick. 
So, Mills, the final trilogy continuity or lack thereof is what you're picking first thing off the board. Yep. Nice. All right. <clears throat> Over to Andrew. Yeah, here we go. Strap in. So, uh, I chose the worst Jedi. And for me, that has to be Anakin Skywalker. And I'll tell you why. Okay? First of all, it is the most obvious example of wasted potential of a Jedi ever. Now, we're not talking like, you know, good, bad. We're saying he was meant to be, you know, the light. He was meant to be the most sort of promising Jedi there was. And he totally screwed the pooch on that one. I mean, this guy goes <laughs> deep in the dark side, right? Just going for it right in there. Um, you know, he goes in a fucking murderous rampage, you know, you know, leading himself towards the dark side, you know, like, a, like, he, like he's using a divining stick. Um, why? Because he was right? That was it. The guy wants to get his and so what does he do? He kills a bunch <laughs> of younglings. He just slaughters every other Jedi and all these little kids. Why? Because he wants to get in the I mean, done. Not wrong. That's my first choice right there. Wrapped. Well, do you know, it's, 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 it's actually really interesting because you're absolutely right because, you know, from the, fa like, if you go from the Phantom Menace, Jake Lloyd, that cute little kid, and then all of a sudden in uh, Attack of the Clones, it's like, this dude's like making some shady goddamn choices like christian haydenson come on you uh jedi council like do something about this he's obviously gonna he's not going the way that you want it because they've always got so much of a, a grasp on the jedi and what they're supposed to be doing this rogue dude is bad news like you should have like i don't know man that he should have been choked in the crib but then again darth vader man <laughs> you, you, yeah. know, you can't go wrong, but you're absolutely right. Like they made some poor choices with this guy. But if you read the footnote in book three, that isn't in the movie, Andrew, it explains all that for us. So yeah. I will cut you. I think um, I was going to say the, the one of the one of the, uh, the one of the reasons, good reasons to watch the Clone Wars that t the TV series is because of how like how much better the character of Anakin is. Well, do you know, in the, I've in started the, watching it, actually. Hmm. I'm like, yeah. uh, as long as you didn't watch. Uh, sorry. Actually, no, I don't want to get into another pick. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you like it? Yeah, I'm, I'm like six episodes in. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I think, I think uh, Ahsoka's cute. Uh, you know, I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, animated. It gets better than season one, too. So, so. Whatever. <laughs> and she's like, I've been in lockdown for seven months. I don't care. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care, know, care man. Miss looking pretty hot right now. <laughs> Bring it on. She's All hot. right. Andy picking Anakin Skywalker, the worst Jedi. Um, mm -hmm. Daryl, it's over to you with pick four. All right. I'm actually really wrapped at this one at pick number four because I think everyone should have had this at pick number one. It's, uh, it's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> had to be said. I, What's I the value there? I don't even need to explain on that one. I think everyone knows he's... Um, it's just what's a waste. Although I will say, during I think during the Clone Wars, the the comment of the cartoon series, he does get some value and is a bit better. But if you don't watch all of those, the series like the um the Clone Wars, you're not going to pick up on that because he's just you, he's useless. Nice what's easy to overlook though is the fact there actually was an actor with all those little sensors on, you know, doing the role of Jar Jar, and they had to CGI digitize it later. And apparently, you know, when it comes to digital enhancements, that was one of the most successful. It actually um, helps to, I don't know, give a bit of credence to CGI actually being uh, a worthwhile addition to some of these these remakes and newer films. So, I mean, Jar Jar, like, apologizer. 
I, was Listen, I, I don't like him as a character, but if you look at the actual, you know, presence of him and how realistic he looks, not Misa bad. Sucks. But he's yeah. Misa, Misa still hate his <laughs> guts. <laughs> there, there is one. There's one clear redeeming factor for why Jar Jar belongs in the Star Wars universe, <clears throat> and that's the fan spread conspiracy theory that um, Jar Jar is a secret Sith Lord. I swear to God, I was hoping. If you haven't come across that that um, come across that fan thread, it, it popped up just like back before the Force Awakens arrived. Mm. Just read through the logic and the thread about Jar Jar Binks and that he's secretly he's the secret Padawan of uh, of the or secret apprentice of of, of Sidious. Because it kind of makes incredible. sense. Because he like so is he just he waiting for his moment or screwing things up yeah. for everybody? It's yeah, like... yeah. He, he's the he's the he's the secret plant that destroys all the Jedi's plans. He's and, like it's, it's all malicious. It's, it is. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. I think some, the, the worst experience I had was the first time I showed my girls the first Phantom, the end, uh, Phantom Menace episode, and they were all in on Jar Jar. They absolutely loved it. They thought he was the funniest thing ever. He's falling over, he's dancing stuff. And I'm just like, I failed as a parent. Yes, like, you know, yeah. there's some gen- genetic deficiencies in these two. But that's, I mean, that's he a wasn't, good point. He wasn't that's, for us. That's why they put him in no. the movie, isn't it? To to sell toys to sell toys i mean to to i mean not to jamaica after like that wider to audience be, yeah be racist <laughs> <laughs> to be, yeah to be racist you know yeah <laughs> all right so daryl taking i think the clear consensus number one great value getting jar jar binks uh with the fourth pick uh i'm last on the board i get the last pick of the first round and i am doubling down i guess on something that mills started to talk about uh in terms of the final films, I'm taking from episode nine, the Sith Wayfinder. Ooh. That thing and <laughs> everything about it. Seriously, what we saw on the screen was lame and what we missed out on learning about on screen was cool. Because when I actually went and researched this thing, that's what episode eight should have been. Episode yeah. eight should have been, you know, them trying to work out what was this thing and how to find everything that set up episode nine, not squeezing it in to like a five minute scene at the start of episode nine. It made no sense whatsoever. Mm. It's a little doohickey that then just gets thrown away and broken before a big sword fight. Like it doesn't Mm. even pay off in the end. So to me, the Sith Wayfinder from episode nine sums up everything that was wrong with that movie and what they were thinking with that entire trilogy. I'm basically giving another vote for Mills's pick on that one. Is 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 it worse than the dagger? Um. Yeah, because you got to see more of the dagger. So yeah, but the da- dagger that just has the the right thing. They look at the light just quietly the right time of day. Oh, that right that's right. right you know, thing. do you know what? Do you know what? I enjoyed that shit the first time that it was in the Goonies. You know, with the <laughs> thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> whatever. Yeah, that was so. Whatever. Lando doing the truffle shuffle would have been good though. That would have been a nice little throwback. It's junk. Uh, the treble shuffle of this movie is getting worse all the time. That's awesome. So what you're telling me, Zach, was it really you've just picked, you've got two of my picks? Okay, cool. Yeah. It was. It was just yeah. The, the Sith Wayfinder. Like I was out. You know. So that was my pick at, at number five. Uh, so I get to now take the, the first pick at the top of the second round, and I am going to pick one also from episodes eight and nine. Leia's force powers. Mate, everything to do with Princess Leia getting force powers, starting with her Mary Poppins 
from episode eight, oh. and then discovering that she's had secret training on Dagobah, which I don't know if you can tell, but I've learned a little bit about Star Wars over the years. I never heard any of that stuff. Um, and I also don't think she needed force powers. No. She wasn't like she'd missed out on force powers. She was no. not a lesser character because she didn't have it. She was an awesome and strong leader and a general without them. And it felt like tokenism giving to them her at the end. And I will not stand for it. That's fair. I, dude, I, I totally agree. Like, I mean, of course they touched on it in Empire Strikes Back, you know. Um, he's, he's our own, or he's our last hope. No, there is another. And of course they were, but like, they didn't need to go down that road. Like I didn't need to see a flashback of her and him training. I didn't need to see her flying through space. Uh, she was to me such a much more interesting character without that stuff, because, you know, I, as much as star Wars is, you know, all about the force the characters that don't actually need to use it to progress their are often the better characters. Look is... at Han Solo. Look at Chewbacca. Look at the droids. Look at Leia. Look at Lando. Yeah, you know? like it was a yeah. nice balance. Like, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay. There's this twenty-year <clears throat> journey that she took that <clears throat> made no sense because there was never, aside from that one line, any kind of yeah. hint that she was going to do it. Or yeah. And why did she give it up? She gave it up to have children. Typical taking women out of the workforce, you know, mm. because of their parental things. I mean, it's just, you know, sexism. Mm. So I, I don't stand yeah. for it. Hey, guys, do you think racism and sexism has a place in Star Wars? Yes, yes, George, it does. If you've got one, George, you might as well go for the double. Jesus yeah. H. Christ. <laughs> I, I, I do wonder if they'd, if they'd executed the Mary Poppins scene better, if it would have made a, made a difference. Um, it's just, it just looks, it's just so jarring the way that it, oh, yeah, it just looked happens, especially because she died at that <clears> point. <throat> maybe that's how she gets written out of the movie. And then it, it would have been a great way for her to go out, knowing that she died in real life when that happened yeah. in episode eight. And I was like, this makes sense, and I'm happy about it. That's what I thought yeah. when I watched it the first time in the theater, and then all of a sudden she's floating. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, because there's so many other, there's so many other parts of that movie where it inverts your expectations and stuff and subverts it, and it's like, and it's like yeah. Really though. <laughs> so yeah, Leia's force power retcon um, for me is one of the worst things about Star Wars. Right, nice. we're going back to Daryl. You got your second pick, mate. Yeah, thanks for that. So I'm going to go with one of my favourite characters from the movie, um, from the movies, and the way that he's written out of that movie as well. So Boba Fett, he's a bounty hunter. He's awesome. He gets taken out by a guy who can't see who just hits his jetpack and then falls into the, the mouth of the Sarlacc. Now, that's just bull****. Um, he deserved a much bigger part of the, the movies and he deserved a much better finale as well. Yeah. It's so they, 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 overreacted. they overreacted in the prequels and made an entire army of them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what you wish for, Daryl. It is, yeah, it is very interesting because Boba Fett is such an iconic character, but when you think about the original... <clears throat> trilogy he was in it for like 10 seconds he had like one line which they redubbed in the remastered things which sucks um but he was such an iconic character even though he died in like five seconds and you never really saw about him interesting uh, it reminds me die? of the way that they with the sarlacc as well because oh, in the yeah. remastered versions they digitize that as well and it's like it's like the plant from Little Shop of Horrors has been stuck in the Sarlacc <laughs> hole. It didn't need it. It's a, it's a sandy hole with teeth. How is that not terrifying a... enough? I'm going to put a plant and in it. Or, or sexy. 
you know? Sorry, yeah. Laka, you, just, you actually did. Yeah. You actually did right. I just realized. Jesus. I just remembered something. Keep talking. I'm very back. You did. Yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah. that Boba Fett actually didn't die? Really? In the in the in the Return of the Jedi? No. And he climbs out, he climbs out of the Sarlacc. No, he, he gets out because he's he's actually he's in season two of the Mandalorian. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there because you go. it takes it takes you fifty years for the Sarlacc to dissolve their prey, and the whole yeah. time they you sit there the in agony. Um, yeah. So he would have had time to get out of it, and of course he's Boba Fett. So apart from the fact mm. that he got dropped kicked yeah. by a guy I can't see, um, he's unbeatable. He probably yeah. just fixes so his, little, he, um, his little jetpack and. There's the scene mm. at the end of the of the Tatooine episode of the of the Mandalorian where the um you just see this mysterious character walk up with um spikes on the, the spikes. You reckon that's him? That's yeah. They're, they're, the rumor is that's him. You think? Okay. Bob, Bob so that's what that's what he had in the character. That's he's a man. The Mandalorian. Well, sorry, he had that as the season two comes out soon. I'm so excited. Yeah. Mm. All right, Daryl. Death of Boba Fett. One of the worst things about Star Wars. Hard to complain with that. Andy, it's back to you. Yeah, it is. Okay. <clears throat> Let's have a look at uh, the worst flying vehicle is what I chose for my next category. And I have to go with the TIE Fighter. And I'll tell you why. What? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh. If you're looking at aesthetics it's... and functionality, the TIE Fighter is the worst flying in the sky. Uh. In space. All right. First of all, <laughs> it looks like a giant <laughs> with solar panels. Okay. <laughs> it's, 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 ter- it's not aerodynamic. It cannot be comfortable at all sitting in an air. Um, <laughs> There. It also Why has no. It? it also has no peripherals at all. How the fuck do you pass your Tie Fighter driver's test when you can't even check your blind spot? Like, what's going on with this thing? Who designed this? It is. It looks like it should be like I don't know. Well, it's like de- decoration or something. It's it's horrible. It's horrible. If I had to fly that thing, I'd be like, no, I'm out. I'm calling wow. the f- This is bullshit. That's the that's the that's the problem. It was it was manned by start by stormtroopers and they didn't have a union. there was a really good article about um that actually went through and broke down about why tie fighters were the right choice and the x-wings were a dumb idea and any any if this has been done in the real world the um the tie fighters would have won the day because they were were cheap and easy to mass produce Mm -hmm. and the x-wings were even though superior would would have just been completely overwhelmed and destroyed so the tie fighters are the volkswagen beetle of the star wars universe they're the people's vehicle (laughs) you know you're an elitist obviously (laughs) <laughs> What's it do? Like, there's an allegory to World War Two, right? Because the Panzer tanks and stuff were meant to be like the most superior tanks for most of the war, and then the, but then there's some of the Americans. No, actually, going down line, I don't know what I'm talking. About. But, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they're just a, a couple of technically superior things. The manufacturing capability of the of the um the thing matters a lot. So that's the idea. Wow. And see, like, there's the two different kinds of Tie fighters too. What's the one that has? The points, and they've actually taken a section out like the of their shitty wings. Uh, so that's, advanced, so that, that's the advanced. That's the the yeah, the elite. So you've got the, there's, there's actually there's more because you got the bomber, which is the double. Yeah. Then there's the advanced tie fighter, advanced, I think. Yep. And the defender. The, 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 they book now to research this. Pretty much, and then they. Oh yeah, there's goodness. one more, you which is the, the internet, uh, right. The complete visual <laughs> there, there guide. There is a tie fighter with shields. Yeah, right. there's, there's a tie fighter, tie fighter with shields called the Tie Fighter Defender that they never got into prop um, production because they diverted all the resources to the uh, towards the Death Star. Right there, you go. Well, that would have been a Tie Fighter worth flying. Instead, they got yeah. A... Uh, no, Defender. The Defender's awesome. If you get um get any of the games or um, it's in Rebels. 
Typical, you know, problem with project management. Not enough capex for two projects. One gets descaled. The other one gets hey, all the thing. I mean, you know, I shit you not. That is literally. That is literally <laughs> the plot line for like six episodes of the six episodes of Rebels. They're like, they like. All right. Well, I think we've lost Andrew because he's now just flat out reading on us. I'm um, just that's I'm okay. looking at the Tie Fighter. Design. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Mills, it's over to you for your second pick. I've got two. Uh, I've got. Do I have the next two? No. No, you've got <laughs> this one. Then Lorenzo gets two back to back. Bitchin'. Thank you for your confidence. All right. Well, I think he's worried you're going to take something pick... good off him. I'm torn between these two picks because they're both brutal. They're both brutal. I'm I'm wrapped that I that I've that I've left them to now. Um, so I would have to go for nah. Special editions piss me off more than the other one. So yes, the special edition movies are just appalling. So I think my number one number one complaint is the pink lightsaber. Um, so the color grading and stuff that they inflict on those on those movies is just horrible. But they pretty much everything about it. The extra the extra scenes are unnecessary. The extra CGI doesn't isn't necessary. The the retconning is worse. The um, the the insertion of um, the insertion of and the of the young Anakin Skywalker <sighs> in the end the yeah so it's okay you can still pick the I don't no. know maybe it's not too no. broad but like it's, I don't want it's horrible. No. but like <laughs> ah. but you're right dude like they replaced Sebastian Shaw with hate that sucks it just sucks. yeah there's heaps of it like yeah because especially would have been like because you imagine what that would have been in practice right because Luke would have been there and just having looked at his father in the eyes and as he died and. Buried his son, and then he appears as a force ghost. You're like, "Hey, who are you? Yeah, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Who's this curly-headed? I don't know who you are. Hey, do you like sand? No, <laughs> <laughs> I hate, hate sand. <laughs> oh man, I don't get it. All right, Mills has taken the original trilogy special editions uh, with his second pick. That's okay, Lorenzo. You've got two picks now. You've got the last pick in the second round, and then the first pick in the third round. So we'll clear out for you. Away you go. All right. Well, I guess uh, my second pick would have to be, in general, the fans of Star Wars. Not us, of course. But the reason that I say the fans, okay, the fans of Star Wars are the most horrific and harsh people ever. We want this. We want this. We want this. And then as soon as they get it, all they do is complain about it and just tell you how much it sucks. It's like, why are you a fan? All they do is tear it to shreds i don't think like any other franchise have i ever seen fandom as just brutal and savage as the star wars fans like they love to hate the shit that they watch it's just um, incredible to me like 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 I, I, well i guess like us right now the irony of you doing this as we're doing a worst of star wars i know does not escape me exactly, yeah, five, exactly. five white five white men in their 40s talking about star whinging about star wars like, hey man i'm not in my 40s yet you guys all right y'all can screw off <laughs> i'm beige okay so um yeah it's it's just like they're so brutal and they're so mean to each other like most of the time like remember when the imdb message boards were still a thing Mm. remember when message boards were still a thing yeah you could go in there and 
like look at the Star Wars message boards and there was like, I, I am convinced that the reason that IMDb got rid of the message boards was not because of overall stuff, was because of the Star Wars message boards because they were just all so mean to each other. Like it's just, it's really funky to me that Star Wars is so popular with such toxic fans. It's crazy. And I think it's, I think they're all a bunch of awful people. We're all a bunch of awful people. I will put myself in there. We all suck. There you go. Andy's the Are best you? of us because he's the That's least versed right. in Star I don't Wars. Really give a shit that yeah, much. exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Andy's coming through in some heat today. I'm going to be honest. You know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, not, like, I'm not happy with any chance I get to slip into a conversation. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know. He likes to slip <laughs> into a conversation. Oh, okay. Right. That's right. Oh, exactly, exactly. Into the uh, metaphorical charlatan pit, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Lorenzo's just alienated all our listeners, new and uh, old, um, by picking on the fans of Star Wars. But that's okay. He's got a chance to redeem himself with the first pick of the third round. <sighs> the dialogue. Holy shit. Star Wars dialogue is awful. Hold me like you did on Nebu. I hate sand. You don't believe in the force, do you? Oh, do you mean that thing that you just learned about? No, I don't. Like every Hope piece that of- kiss doesn't become a scar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there's so much dialogue in, in the Star Wars movies that just is awful. And it's clear to me that Master Lucas is not a great writer. I mean, it's just so interesting. Like, Star Wars is probably the only franchise that you can get away with writing that bad. Um, like, it's just, it, it reads like terrible video game dialogue. <coughs> it's it's the, um, the exception that proves the rule is Empire, and he didn't write that one. No, exactly. Right. And that's widely <laughs> like, considered the best one. Yeah, I mean, it it's, I think it's, it's amazing. Like, the, the, you, like the I, upon reflection, when you when you go back and like everyone always whinges, whinges about the prequels, but if you go back and rewatch Jedi in that context and just yeah look at how wooden a lot of the acting is in the dialogue that they've like the the Luke and Leia scenes on Endor are just excruciating. Oh, they're painful. Yeah, there's that great quote by Harrison Ford where he said to George Lucas at one point, "George, you might be able to write this shit, but you sure can't say it." No. Because he was just struggling so much to be able to just get the lines out. No. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, I mean, and that's, do you know, that's why I feel the prequels had a couple of really, like Liam Neeson, big actors. Like, even Liam Neeson couldn't sell this shit. Samuel L. Jackson couldn't sell this shit. Also, what was that? This party's over. What Jedi says that? What the f- I mean, come on. More of that racism we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A black Jedi says that, obviously. That's right. Yeah, obviously. Like, I mean, come on. You came might in the room well with just... a boombox on his shoulder. Seriously. I never even know that. You might as well have had him twirling his lightsaber saying, straight out of Dantooine. Like, what the hell? It's like the um the quote from the 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 um the orcs in Lord of the Rings where they go, they go, meats on the menu, boys. I'm like, hang on a second, there's a menu? Yeah, like like <laughs> really? Our menu. Do you know what a menu, menu is? Mm-hmm. Oh, All right. There you go. The dialogue. So yeah. basically covering a whole swath of quotes and stuff that others might have had. It's off the table now because Lorenzo has just basically said all dialogue. See, the thing is, though, there's some great lines in Star Wars, but they I don't think, yeah, so And that greatest line cool. in Empire, the 
I know that was improvised by yeah, Harrison Ford yeah. on the on the set. And that's the best scene in the world. That because Harrison Ford didn't like give a shit. I think I think this was because obviously the famous Harrison Ford famously didn't know if he was coming back to Star Wars. So that's why they put mm. this in. But that's what makes this character so great is because, I mean, <laughs> he's about to be frozen in carbonite for potentially ever. And he's just like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> you know, he didn't care. <laughs> like the love of his life is saying, I love you. And he's, he doesn't say it back. He's just like, I know. That's great because it was improvised and it was part of that character. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah. He's probably thinking at that point, it doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I'm about to be in prison. I could say I love you, but what that's going to do is make this hurt a lot more. So thanks. It's, it's, yeah, it's the it's it's the eye roll and the sh- get stuff to really you know, <laughs> exactly. Sort of get, yeah. Yeah. Love you too. <laughs> that's nice. <All> right. <laughs> Mills, pick two in round three. Your third pick overall. Where are you going? Is the one you wanted still on the board? Midichlorians. Oh, midichlorians. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah. So, the um, yeah, it would the the this the, the reference that like Jar Jar. Well, probably even worse than Jar Jar. At least Jar Jar had some kind of follow up appearance, token appearance in episodes two and three. Midichlorians is never mentioned again. No. Outside of the TV series, in a, on in very sporadic oh, occasions. Goes nowhere. Like, yeah, it it completely takes something that's cool and mystical, and then just distill it to a you know some kind of hereditary bacterial infection. Um, and Star Wars herpes, you know. <laughs> oh. herpes, good, right? Like, it's, yeah, something <clears throat> mystical and make it, put it, get, all of a sudden make it something you can measure. It just really manages to just suck the life out of the uh, out of the party. But like, yeah. I don't know. I like so George's panel, like George's view for seven, eight, and nine was going to be all around the midichlorians and going. It was actually going to go in, like go to sort of the inner space kind of. But I think that was his original plot vision for the final trilogy. Well, when you got a t- when you got a tire fire, you might as well pour gasoline on it, as the saying goes. Oh, so, you know, why yeah. not double down on the Star Wars pseudoscience of midichlorians by making an entire trilogy yeah. about them? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it struck me as something where they were like, if we put this in, then we could make a game where we could use midichlorians as like the leveling up thing where you're getting like more levels. of them. It almost feels like they were trying to do something with that and people just went, no. No. You know, it would have been I, better if they were just like, do you know what? I can't, I, I don't understand how he was conceived. That's it. And in terms of the force, it just is what it is. Like it would have been better left as a mystery hmm. than, oh, Here's this thing that we have to name now. We've all had nights like that. That's how I got my first kid. Okay. <laughs> That's now I we have to name this thing. Wow. You're not going to ever want that child to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Dad, what? <laughs> all right. Um, before I get divorced by my family, it's back to Andy for his third pick. All right. Let's go with worst CGI. Oh yeah. Okay. And I have there was quite it was a hard choice because there was so much CGI in, in several of those movies. But I went with the fight scene between bouncing Yoda and Count Dooku. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um wow. you know where where wow. is our beloved little green puppet? You know? Why'd they retire that guy? He was perfect, you know? It was no need to toy with that. I, I know you can't make a puppet do all the same shit that you know the CGI version of Yoda did, but this guy is nine hundred years old he walks with a cane and all of a sudden 
down goes the cane and he's fucking Neo from the Matrix flip flying everywhere around the room. You know? What's going on there? No doubt he's powerful. He's handy with a lightsaber. But I think, you know, the sacrifice they made to make, to give Yoda those powers in that scene, it just doesn't, it doesn't look realistic to me. It looks quite sh- You know, this little sawed off what, meter and a half. Do you know, not even. I, 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 I tend to agree with you. Like, like I, I still remember when I was um, when I saw this movie in the theaters, right? And Yoda like unleashes his lightsaber. The entire theater, up, like just cheered. Like they were so excited. But I tend to agree with you because it doesn't hold up. I look at it now up. and it really just is goofy. It it kind of is goofy. Yeah. I would have much preferred like um, an Alec Guinness kind of you know medieval sword uh, light, lightsaber battle. Rather than Ooh. this crazy, yeah, this Neo Matrix thing. Like, it would have been so much, I think, to me. Because when I look at the Alec Guinness lightsaber fight in A New Hope, I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that's a very different lightsaber, uh, lightsaber style of fighting um, than the duel of the fates in The Phantom Menace, right? Uh, and I would have enjoyed to have seen that. It would have brought that nostalgic factor rather than this flipping and that yeah. and this and the other thing. It I doesn't was, have to be all that. They're not the Ringling Brothers. They're not no. the circus. If you, if you go I back, mean, if you go back to when Darth Vader, Vader fights Obi-Wan, that was the most stiff lightsaber yeah. like fight. It was, it was the first one, first of all. It's the first time the lightsaber was seen in Star mm-hmm. Wars. Boom. I guarantee everyone's... And all of a sudden, it's like... Eh, zzz, zzz. Was there any choreography practiced at all, or did you just rock up and just have a go at it? You know, so they went too far the other way. I know an epic lightsaber battle is is something to watch, mm. but that just fell short. And I agree with Andrew. Like that moment when Yoda finally gets his his lightsaber out, it's like, wow, he's actually gonna whoop some ass. And then it just falls yeah, I, really I, short. Yeah. I really didn't like the like. I felt really uncomfortable with the idea of him having a lights using a lightsaber at all. It like. Right. Going and attacking someone was not something that I thought was actually sort of fitting with the character so much. Like he could He's like a little Buddha, you know. Like, I, I, yeah, I tend so to think can... after nine hundred years, you've acquired enough additional force power. Yeah, you don't need a lightsaber anymore. You can just crush someone's head. I mean, look at Darth Pretty Vader. Yeah. Darth Vader is just he's he's what one one hundredth of 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 you know that age, and yeah. he's yeah. he's they, they, they choking people out with his hand. And why can't why can't Yoda do that? Yeah. Some other kind of escalation that wasn't it. Like he's pre- like he's there, he's all the things of a pacifist, right? Like he's all about knowing yourself and yeah. And it, it didn't quite it didn't quite sit right. I, like I, I think I've at least had one experience of exactly the same thing, being in the cinema and seeing that going like holy and then coming out and going, mm. Yeah. I'll admit the first fifty times I watched that scene I thought it was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. I do think oh, watching yeah. it lately with the benefit of hindsight i think it's a problem just with all of the cgi in the prequels it's just too yeah, it shiny is. it's too lightweight it doesn't have any heft to it doesn't have any weight to it do you it's know it's like they're floating yeah the problem with cgi like that is you need like and okay the good thing about practical effects is i'll start there is that you actually have light hitting an object and it looks real when you put that cgi in it's just like it looks like like oh, yeah. it's, it, it really it's does. got to be done for a purpose so the point yeah it needs to be done for a purpose and i think for the the, the the a lot of the stuff that they did like with the like all the stormtroopers are fully cgi except for the heads and then they map the heads onto the bodies and it's like well you could have just put the bodies 
you know, onto the green screen. There's no reason why you needed to have them. No. Casting the call would be so easy. Who wouldn't want to be a stormtrooper extra? Yeah. yeah, well, look in the latest trilogies, they were lining up all these people to be, you know, hidden yeah. um, stormtroopers that you didn't even know they were in there until Dude, they told Daniel you later, oh, that's Craig. James Bond. Yeah. 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 But they've got like four, it's because they've got, you know, if they had, you know, 350,000 Tamara Morrisons, yeah. they used to that. <laughs> all right. So Andy taking the very specific Yoda versus Count Dooku fight scene CGI. All right. Daryl, over to you. Yeah, I've still got a couple of things that, um, that I want to talk about, but one of them is um, I think in the last the last podcast we talked about, we had it was one of the best things in the podcast was that um, one of the best things from Star Wars was the uh, the actual the cantina, and then we moved into like these other bullshit things like the casino scene and and the other ones they made up on these other planets. I mean, there's only one cantina; the rest of them were just fillers, really. We just didn't need them. Well, they tried yeah, to make a cantina this. scene, and it didn't work. <clears throat> yeah, the casino was just a waste. There's no. That was the yeah, unless they're trying to sell more of those stupid mm, horse things, but the rest of it was just a waste. It was such a tw- like the... a waste of twenty minutes in that in in, mm. in that movie. It's like this. I I yeah. <laughs> you can you can you can you can actually combine a whole bunch of the existing picks into one single pick here by by taking the Jabba's palace from Jedi. The prequel. This was one of the, mine. The, the, the this is going to be my next pick. Was it? Oh, okay, I can yeah. go back up because it's you're right next. Oh, no, no, no. I think I think Daryl's taken it, but I I think yeah. Um, anytime they try and capture the Mos Eisley Cantina feeling in another movie, yep. and there's so many examples of it. There's when in the episode seven when they go to the the big Goggle Girls place. There's that one. There's the casino one in episode eight. There's yeah. Jabba's um, palace in episode six. There's just constantly, even in um, Rogue One, there's a scene where they go meet at a bar. Yeah. And they but, do yeah, all this stuff. There. But Jabba's Palace in episode six kind of worked, though. But it, it worked because we were kids. I mean, that's the thing. I didn't even realize probably like there was a thing, mm. but it was like, yeah. But yeah, it becomes the fifth time you do it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like. See, what <sighs> chaps my ass more is that they put the cantina scene and added CGI again. Oh, and they have that. Yep band and like it's all cgi and the guy gets That's right it. up in the camera you can see down his throat and it's like yeah it's... it was fine the way it was it was enough initially but it was fine the way it was i like the cantina scene original you didn't need all that cgi stuff that's just them running amok let's see what we can do and it just ends up spoiling something because fans have a real affinity to the original way that it was filmed you know mm-hmm. using models and things like that that was perfect the holy trinity of star wars special edition choices <laughs> Correct. All right. So Daryl taking um the Moss Eisley Cantina rehash, I think is, is what we'll call that one. I, I um, put down ca- Cantina Wannabes. Cantina Wannabes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I uh now get the last pick of uh round three and the first pick of round four. So a couple of the ones I really wanted were gone. So the CGI. I had that, that's been taken. The Moss Eisen Cantina uh, rehash, that's been taken. Um, one of the ones of mine that hasn't been taken, and again, I feel like I'm, st- I'm picking on these two movies, but from episode eight and nine, hyperspace tracking? When did that become a thing? That's not a thing. When did hyperspace tracking become a thing? It became a thing when we needed it as, as a plot device. It's a plot device. It's, it's, can... it's a plot device. It's a crutch. Um, Hyperspace was only meant to be a way for them to yada yada how they got around. 
It was never meant to be a feature in the movie. We were never meant to be doing intrinsic things in hyperspace. I will admit Han Solo jumping out of the ship and jumping through force fields and all that sort of stuff. That was an innovative use of hyperspace. That was cool. But the second you started being able to track it, hyperspace has no purpose. Yeah. The whole point in the original trilogy is that they could jump around and get everywhere. So hyperspace tracking. Yeah, when you get into hyperspace, you're gone. Yeah. 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 That, and that's, that, that's what makes that whole scene where like he's like punch it and nothing happens you're like, you know like it, it was everything to have hyperspeed was everything that's how you evaded you know the death stars and the battleships and everything coming at you yeah yeah you've you've triggered me to add something else to my list i forgot i repressed something triggered <laughs> yeah, like uh matthew's winter soldier code word one of them is hyperspace and now he's just been activated so, yeah. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> definitely not, it's definitely not my safe word. All right, gentlemen, we're into the last round. Everyone's got one pick left, and it starts with me. Uh, and again, I'm pretty surprised that this is still on the board. Maybe we're all being a little bit generous and we're feeling a little bit happy and, and reminiscing about Star Wars. But from Jedi, I'm taking Ewoks. They are Dude, one of the worst either. things about Star Wars. I love the Ewoks. They, no, you can't complain about all the cheesiness and youngness in the prequels and give the Ewoks a pass. Did you ever see uh, those movies, the, the Battle for Endor or whatever they were with the kids? The Christmas special? No, 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 not no. the Christmas special. But <laughs> they were like these two separate movies with these Cam. two characters, a yeah. uh, brother and sister. And it was like they, they were surrounded around Endor. Um but the Ewoks were in yeah. it. One of you must have seen them. Caravan of Courage. No. Yeah. Yep, yep. Is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah, oh. Caravan of Courage is the first one in the Battle of Endor. No, the, some, something to Endor. They were live action movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember watching them as a kid. I was legit terrified. I always thought, because right. of that dude, the fucking criminal, uh, the villain, but I always thought that the brother was Luke Skywalker as a kid for some reason. Anyway. Uh, the Ewoks, man. I love the Ewoks. I almost chosen them the last time we did the best thing. And you know what's cool about the Ewoks? Is that they're okay. actually modeled after George Lucas's own dog. <laughs> I thought you were going to say George Lucas's ass. No, 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 no. <laughs> a, it's, it's, it's a breed called the, called the Brussels Griffin. Okay. And it looks just like an Ewok. So he actually used his own pet to inform the design of nothing, the, the Ewoks add nothing to the last film that Love couldn't that. have been done without them. That's fair. The the whole the you know C three PO being made the god was just a chance to expouse and talk about some dialogue and advance the plot and all the scenes about them taking out the stormtroopers with urban forest warfare they could have done that without them they didn't need these cute dogs running around getting in the way. Um, so what when they're all, so, when they're all captured how do they get uncaptured? The yada yada it <laughs> away with um, hyperspace tracking you know as we covered in the previous <laughs> spot you know. <laughs> But they're so right. cute. They're little, they're little clothes, and you know, yeah. oh, know. trying to ride the speeders, and oh, it's great. If you feel sorry for them when they die, like when you have that season where the where the mother and the daughter of like or the the the, the parent and child of um, uh, you know, have the have the issue of the parent. If you don't feel a bit sad at that point, I mean, come on. I guess That's I'm fair. a monster. Maybe Warwick Davis <laughs> freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm just not a fan of Warwick Davis, and he's he's too emotional. But yeah, um, Willow, Ewoks. man. And Willow. But you've gotten Willow Williams after that, right? What's that? Yeah, so it was, was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Willow after Yeah, Jedi. Willow was in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. 
I was going to say, because if you didn't have Ewoks, you wouldn't have had Willow. So there you go. That's a good point. Well, I don't like Willow either. Well, shut up then. <laughs> Maybe I just hate little people. Chat room. Ah. <laughs> if you didn't have Willow, you wouldn't have had Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer wouldn't have started it. You wouldn't have had... That means you wouldn't have gotten... He wouldn't have been a star. He wouldn't have been in Heat. And therefore, you wouldn't have gotten to one of the greatest movies ever. In exactly. I do like Heat. So, okay, fine. Maybe I've changed my mind on Ewoks. We'll, we'll fix this in and, post. And Batman forever. <laughs> oh, oh. See, now we're back to me hating Ewoks. So... <laughs> All right, Daryl, your last pick in the draft. What will it be? Yeah, I just want to... Um, there's probably a couple of things that I wouldn't mind touching base on later on, but um, the thing that comes for me is, you know, the stormtroopers, when they go through all their training, they're, they're going, you see it in the attack of the, uh, their Clone Wars, they're crack shots, they're great at shooting things, they hit their targets all the time, and then all of a sudden things just go bad. And in all the, uh, the later movies, they can't hit the side of a barn. Like, oh, how does it happen? They can't be that bad, really. And if they're coming from, if they're clones of Boba Fett, who was a a bounty hunter, who's meant to be a good shot, mm. and then all of a sudden they just go to water and they can't hit anything. I mean, that's He's basically yeah, that's, a trained assassin. Correct, and they being can't a marksman hit. is kind of a key skill if you're going to be in that that line of work. Yeah, and they just lose all that ability. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that funny line in, in episode four where he's like, that accuracy is only Stormtrooper. And then like a couple of scenes later, there's Stormtroopers firing off into all directions. Yeah, it's and like, are you shooting. sure that that's accurate? That's an accurate <laughs> yeah. statement there, Obi-Wan? You've... They're actually warning shots. That's how they hit them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They don't, they're not actually meaning to hit them, and that's yeah. why they hit them. The, um, the scene in The Mandalorian with it, the, the two speeder Stormtroopers are just sitting there just trying to shoot the can. Oh, exactly. But you yeah, know what? That good. scene was so sad because they started punching Baby Yoda, the child. Yeah. I know it's not Baby Yoda. Yeah, it's conflicted. I'm not like okay with that scene. <laughs> All right, Stormtrooper inaccuracy is Daryl's final pick. Andy, over to you for your last pick in the draft. My next pick is the reason for that inaccuracy, which is the worst weapon, which is the Jedi Scout Trooper Blaster. This is why they suck. All right. So first of all. You know, if you've ever seen a picture of this, the tip is so small, right? It, it is not impressive at all. When you whip your pistol out, you, you want to yeah. make sure that it's going to open some eyes and drop some jaws. This thing looks like the plastic disposable tip on a, on a physician's ear scope, okay? Wow. It's, it's tiny. And it looks like a water pistol that's been spray painted with a can of black spray paint. Probably it because is it is bubbly a water and pistol. Is looking. <laughs> it looks like, like, a, like a 1960s, right? Well, it's not... Yeah. It's not the kind of weapon that instills fear in an enemy when you whip it out, all right? At all. Typically, so 1960s, go. you're going there, Andrew. Um, you've, you've gone deep on the uh, 1960s assistant. I always go deep, like, buddy. Don't you no worry. Unintended. Okay. And if you want to know why I know so much about <laughs> you can actually... <laughs> I don't remember the... anyone asking. <laughs> I wasn't no, asking. No, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you anyway. I don't care what you guys want. You're here with me. Hang on. I hang on. Where's mute? I got you. Mute. mute. <laughs> so... If you need to watch the movie Hysteria. That's Good all I'm going to say. Great movie. Doesn't have it doesn't have Ewoks. It doesn't, but you know you hate them anyway, so it's not going <laughs> to enhance it. I don't no, know how Ewoks with them better. It's just not going to... I've seen that parody shit movie, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then the Empire, Empire likes... That's what it is. <laughs> so the Scout Trooper Blaster design is your final pick. That weapon is just the worst... And the fact they actually wrote in a scene, you know, where they can't hit a tin can is testament that that is 
an element worth paying attention to that the fact that Daryl's, you know, their that's where it comes from. It's poor design of weapons. Okay. So is it nature or is it nurture? What is it? You know, is it the equipment or is it the training? We will never yeah. know, but they're both the off writing. the board. That's gone. <laughs> All right, weapon. Mills, your final pick. So I was going to pick the Clone Wars movie, which if you don't even know what that is, that's because that's the indication of how bad it was. But Zach's um, light speed tracking thing got me on a bent, which meant they got me into light got got me into light speed skipping uh, from episode nine. I can't get past that. <laughs> I think it was a, there was a, there was the the idea of like the, again it, it just breaches the. The, the whole canon of all of these films is like this sets up and then, and it was just like, it was just pointless. Mm. Like it just literally just served like 60 seconds of thing. And it, and it really did. It makes it. Well, it, like, it was what, so what as they're the, doing it, you can sit there and go, there's Coruscant. There's this, oh, there's something which I read about in Andrew's big book that he pulled out before and saw once. You. There's oh. that. That's mm. all it was. You've got yeah, one book, Andrew, it's, and it's a Star yeah. Wars dictionary. Okay? I've got other books too, mate. <laughs> You can't yeah. see them right Shelf now because I've moved you. them all. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was sitting there watching as he's doing it. Like, how, how, like, how is it possible that the TIE fighters that everyone's chasing them can jump out of light speed at exactly the same time as they do to get back to, like, to continue to yeah. chase? Like, 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 I was just like, I was just, oh. So, particularly good. Yeah. I was looking because, like, TIE fighters can't jump to light speed. And, uh, anyway, it was really annoying. Like, when that was happening, I was like, oh, Jesus, this is not. That was after the initial. Palpatine, his back thing I was like, "Yeah, no, this is this is this is not off good. Not off, this was not off to a good start." Fair. So, all right. So, light speed skipping in Episode Nine is your final pick. All right. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, over to you to finish us off. Okay. So, uh, I guess now we kind of touched on this, but not really have we had it as a specific thing. My uh, final pick is. Are the plot holes and the stuff that makes no sense in Star Wars? Granted, it is a sci-fi <laughs> fantasy. I get it, but my specific problem is from the prequels to the originals. Okay, so for example, um, why doesn't Obi Wan know who R two D two is? What the f- is that about? Um, that's one. Or the hypocritical nature of the Jedi. Only Sith deal in absolutes. What is that statement to you? To me, that statement is an absolute. There is no try. That is an absolute. Leia remembers flashes of her mother? No. No, she doesn't. She was born and gone. Also, (laughs) my favorite one, we need to hide Luke from his father. But let's (laughs) let him, like, let's, let's have him keep his last name of Skywalker. That's not And go on to his planet. What's that? <laughs> See, yeah. Go on to the same yeah. planet. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you with, kidding me? And yeah, with then, his uncle as well. Yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> uh, I can find him. Then also, the belief that... The, the weird thing to me in the uh, latest movies... Now, I enjoyed them, of course. I enjoy all the movies. And I will tell everybody before my final thoughts, it's okay to like these movies. It's cool. Like, they're fun. But the belief that Jedi didn't exist, when Han Solo talks to Rey and says, you know, it's true, all of it, the Force, the Jedi, it's all true. Like, like 40 years prior, or 50 years prior, whatever the timeline is, the Jedi were such a huge 
emphasis in the galaxy. They were part of the hugest wars that were known to, to the galaxy, the universe at the time. Yet 40, 50 years later, it's like, oh, well, no, I don't know if the Jedi were a myth or not. Well, it's like they were. They were. There was a council on Coruscant. They were, they were a thing. It's like, it's like somebody saying that um, today, I mean, I guess this is a bad example because there are people out there that don't think it happened, but that the moon landing was faked or Vietnam didn't happen or even the Nazis didn't exist. It's like, that doesn't make sense to me. All of these things make up things that don't make sense to me. They're not plot devices. They're just legit plot holes that it's just like, come on and now. They, and they didn't exist in the original trilogy until the prequels introduced them. That's exactly. the thing. It's like... Mm. Uh, yeah, it's the retconning. It's the retconning that brings it over the top. So the artsy yeah. stuff. and It's, it's exactly like, like hokey religions are no match for a blaster. It's like, well... You like look Han Solo. Like I get that you're a badass, but at at this point, in this point in time, twenty years, mm. not even twenty years ago, the Jedi were like a huge part of the galaxy. Like that's mm. that's like us looking back at the year two thousand. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. It's... And like for me, it's all the continuity of time. The fact that if you're going to write a narrative, had it been a hundred and fifty years since the Jedi rule that's more believable things fade yeah. with time if it's not yeah. actually perpetuated by those still around and so but 20 years a couple of decades it's like me forgetting what it was like to be 12. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, although i did read an article the other day that's talked about that specific obi-wan line where he says oh uh, this droid says he belongs to you and obi-wan looks at r2d2 and then looks back and says i don't remember owning a droid which means droids can't be owned. He never owned R2-D2. R2-D2 was his own person. So what mm. it was, it was a bit of a wink to R2-D2 to say, let's keep this on the down low. No, no, no. I'm sure that's, I'm sure this is that. No, it was on the internet, so it's fine. No, Excuses I don't care. You fine. should have said that then. He should have said you can't own a droid. It was in the look, okay? As an no. actor, he sometimes no. expresses stuff no. without saying it. Is it impossible so for all Jedis to get senility? Is it, can they not get Alzheimer's? Maybe. No, I don't believe you. I, I tend to give a little bit of a pass to the to episode four versus five because of the like it's it's one movie. There was like the idea, the fact that that thing got made in the first place is bad insane. Yeah, and no one like there was they, they like they did all sorts of retconning after the fact and turning it like turning it into episode four and all of this kind of stuff as they as they as they went. And so they obviously got they they just evolved the story as they went from there. And obviously, Empire had a bit more of a an idea of where they wanted to go but yeah. like when they you then go back into the, the introducing some of these characters into the prequels just introduces so many of these little little gotchas and like little yeah. things about wait what and that's what that's that? that's fair and to to your credit i mean that's fair i mean like uh, over the course of four uh i guess almost well 40 years really that these yeah. these movies have taken place yeah i'll give them that but there are, but it's only the, yeah. but there there's are some so many, there's blatant, so many terrible like, things in the break. Yeah. Like there's just so many in your face things like over the course of 40 years. Yeah. Things are going to get lost. I get that. But there are so many blatant things that it's just like, you should have maybe changed a line of dialogue or two in the prequels to make yeah. sense with that. Because give I mean, you, a, give you a McGregor a drinking problem. Yeah. <laughs> so that he ages, so he ages right. <laughs> I don't buy right, Darth Vader made C three PO off. 
So what I'll do is before I turn to you and ask you if you've got any final thoughts or things that we missed, I'll just run through what you all picked. Um, So Lorenzo had the first pick and his four were George's Not So Casual Racism, The Star Wars Fans, The Star Wars Dialogue, and Plot Holes Introduced by the Prequels. Uh, Mills was up second in our draft. um, And with his first pick, he took the final trilogy continuity, or lack thereof, the original trilogy special editions, from the prequels, the midichlorians, so he hit all of the main trilogies there, that's good, and then going down and doubling back on light speed skipping in episode nine. Um, after that, we had Andy, and so his picks were, as I do some filtering and uh, click this and you just all talk amongst yourselves, he had uh, The Worst Jedi, Anakin Skywalker, the TIE Fighter design, which was a little controversial, the Yoda versus Count Dooku fight scene CGI, and the Scout Trooper blaster design. And then Daryl's four picks in the worst of Star Wars draft, taking great value at pick number four early on, Jar Jar Binks, the unexplainable death of Boba Fett, the repeated Mon Eisley cantina rehashes, and finally the Stormtrooper inaccuracy. And I was last to pick in the draft, and my four picks were the Sith Wayfinder from Episode 9, Leah's Force Power Retcon from Episodes 8 and 9, Hyperspace Tracking from Episode 8. Basically, I hated the last trilogy. But then I doubled down with an easy pick, Ewoks from Jedi, with my final pick. So, gentlemen, is there anything you wanted to speak about from the worst of Star Wars draft that we didn't have a chance to cover? Uh, I will just right away say unrequited nepotism, the Luke and Leia kiss. Uh, um, (laughs) That plus uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren sucks. Uh, I I have to point make it, like you you have to watch all of the the original trilogy in sequence to realize exactly how shit the Jedi were. They really did deserve to get wiped out. Absolutely. Um, Mm. Like not only are they like, they're, they're that dumb that they couldn't work out what was going on. That like even when they go to arrests, when they when they go to arrest the Chancellor, they take three of the most experienced Jedi Masters in them, and they all get wiped out almost instantly, except for Mace Windu. Like it was, ah, oh. Jedi, yep. Jedi were. <laughs> How many times were they like were they doubling up on an enemy and they still couldn't couldn't defeat them? Mm-hmm. At one point, Obi Wan and Anakin Skywalker are, are, are teaming up. Who was the enemy again? I'm just trying to blank. Dooku. Yeah. Two on one, and they still couldn't. You to know? be fair, he had Sauron on his on his side. So. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll probably throw out there. I thought about throwing this in. There's a wasted thirty minutes or so in Rogue One that stops that from being one of the all-time great movies. I think they could have done a lot more with Rogue One. That final 45 minutes of that movie is amazing. But every time I go back and watch it, I kind of just get bogged down whilst they're running around with Forrest Whitaker's character and what's oh, going yeah. on there. Yeah. I just think that could have been such a better movie. And that's a, that's that's one they just left on the table. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. I just, I, I, I tried watch, uh, re-watching Rogue One the other day and I got 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in or something. And I was just like, do you know what? I don't give a sh- no, I just kind want to flash like, forward to the battle scene. Yeah, like yeah. Solo. I did not give a shit about that movie. Like, I don't care that Han Solo got his name because he was traveling alone. File yeah. that under I don't give a shit. <laughs> Solo was a boring movie with a couple of good performances. Rogue One was just a movie of two halves. It was like they literally 
the original director walked out halfway through the movie and someone new came in and said, we're doing a battle movie now. And I just think if they could have kept that tone from that second half all the way through, I mean, I, I still ride for it, but yeah, it does have problems. Mm. It definitely has, it definitely has problems. Mm. The, um, it does have the, it, it does have the coolest scene of the two Star Destroyers whacking into each other. Mm. That was Glorious, That's and then the Darth. Hang on, we're back into the good talking about the good things again. We've got, things. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to remember there is good stuff in these movies. That's why we love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Darryl, like I said any from before, you it's, it's okay to like these movies. I love these. Yeah, movies. so I don't know if we've talked about this already, but um, you know, when Anakin is trying to uh, let's use his his pickup lines on uh, Padme, have we talked about that at all? Oh, that's no, so I don't like sand. That's that was terrible. That was. Yeah. So I thought that, that would have got a mention, but I'm yeah. Um, so what, you, what do you say? I don't like sand. And the other yeah. thing, which is right out there in fandom, is that Chewie didn't get a medal in the first uh, the first round. Yeah, they tried to fix it in the. Mm. Didn't, I didn't. That was it. worse. Yeah, it was kind of so like that was, that that was, that was more egregious. It was, like that was more egregious than the, than, the, the uh, than the lesbian kiss. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolute tokenism. Mm. <laughs> oh, mate. All right. Yeah. Well, if there's no more, Andrew, take us home for some final thoughts. Well, look, uh, like, I, like I've been saying, it's okay to love these movies. I'm, I'm really glad that we had a chance to talk. And, and those of you who listen to this podcast know that most of the time we talk about motivation and training and fitness and news, but every now and then it's good to take a break and you can translate that into your life. Whereas if you're doing something, it's good to take a break every now and then and just focus on some fun. I've had a lot of fun with Mills, Andy, Daryl, and Zach talking about the Star Wars movies and everything that we hate about them. <laughs> But at the end of the day, you know, it's all fun. We, we love the entertainment industry. We love Star Wars. And we hope that you've enjoyed listening to this. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been a real blast. Blaster. Oh, talking about all this stuff and getting away from some of the negativity in the world, having a little bit of fun and, you know, doing a bit of a roast on a popular franchise. Guys, it's been an absolute honor and a privilege talking to you as always. Thanks, so buddy. with that, thanks, mate. From everyone on the thing, and from Andrew and I, thanks for joining the podcast. It helps you go into a galaxy far, far away, above and beyond. And I'm going to take Andrew's catchphrase from him and say, "We will catch you next time."